Welcome to Total Recast. I'm your host, Sam Monsoon, joined as always by my co-host, Vincent King. Howdy, howdy. If you're new to the podcast, or if you like me and get blackout drunk on the regular, what we do here is simple. Kane and I pick a movie to rate, review, and discuss. If it's bad, we remake it, and if it's good, we leave it alone. Either way, we recast it, with the only rules being that if Bill Paxton is in it, no matter how big or small the role, we have to recast it, and that no actor or director can be used more than once within a 12-episode period. We affectionately refer to that as the Tom Hardy rule because we love him so much, we want to put him in everything. Now, with all that bullshit aside, hey, Kane, what movie are we recasting tonight? All right, we are recasting the 1987 dystopian action film directed by Paul Michael Glazer, The Running Man. In the year 2017, an innocent man accused of a crime has a choice. Hard time or prime time. Sensational. Perfect contestant. I want him. He must pay or play the running man. On your mark! I'll be back. Go! The highest rated TV show in history. Because they want us to stay. It's a game between life and death. Can you lift? Arnold Schwarzenegger is... The Running Man. He's playing for a prize. The prize is his life. How about the life? The Running Man. As is tradition with every movie based on a book by Stephen King, I have to ask you, before we get into the review proper, I got to ask you, are you familiar with the source material? I did not read. I'm familiar with it to a point, but I didn't, I never read the book. No. I mean, besides the movie, the, the, the thing that people know the most about the book is it's infamous ending, but I'm not going to reveal that. If you do decide to check it out, it's when Edgar Wright remakes this movie that even if he does the book shot for shot, that's the thing he's going to be cutting out. But if you haven't read it, you could remake that book, or I guess adapt that book, call it something else, and 99.9% of the population would have no idea it had any ties to this whatsoever. The basic core of it is the same, that a man is getting hunted by a television. It's a game show, not television, but a game show. But it's more akin to Born Identity than it is to this. Honestly, if you strip away the fact that he's a CIA hitman, replace the CIA with the game show, and remove Franca Patente completely, it's the same fucking story. Everyone knows who he is because they, you know, they they're hunting him. They they have three assassins after him, which are called hunters in the book, and he has to keep moving or they're going to capture him. It's basically the same fucking thing. And that's because in the book, it's not just a contained play field, battleground, whatever you want to refer to it as. It's the entire United States. That's 
but everyone knows who you are because you're the most famous person on earth. Anyone can kill you for money. I mean, the hunters are going to get more money, but anyone can kill you for like uh, half of the pot or something. So you don't know who to trust. And every, I think it's every five hours, you have to like set up a beacon to let everyone know where you are. But, you know, you don't have to stay in the location. You set up the beacon and then you, you hit, hightail it out of there. But that's at least where you were five hours ago. And if you don't, something happens. Maybe he's wearing a collar or something. I don't remember exactly what happens with him. But So he barely can sleep because, again, every five hours he's got to do this shit. He can't trust anyone because everyone knows who he is. And there's really no incentive for anybody to help him. So it's a really interesting setup that the movie foregoes for some reason for American gladiator action shit, which is fine. It's fun because that, that, that costume aesthetic, that's not in the book at all. There's just normal guys. There's just like, again, it's picture Clive Owen as opposed to opera singing dynamo. And that's, you know, but so what did you think about the movie? Cause I'm done talking about this book. I do like it. I recommend it. It's a <laughs> no, good book. I mean, that sounds interesting. I would love to see that on film uh, or on the screen. I think that would be really, really interesting. And, uh, you know, fun fact that this did inspire American Gladiators, the TV show, which was a childhood favorite of mine. So with this movie, there's ridiculous and then there's ridiculous fun. And this falls under the ridiculous fun category. It's just kind of, you know, nonstop until the credits roll action. There's like your typical 80s, just, hey, we're going to start with with this setup. We're going to get into action and there's more action and then there's some more action and then we're ending with action. So just the entire time. And it's just all 80s kind of goodness thrown at you. Um, you just kind of sit back and enjoy. It's not as deep as the book, of course. I mean, there's there's a little, you know, there's some commentary on there about people, kind of what we watch on TV and kind of the, the escalation of uh, violence and um, being desensitized to what we see on uh, TV or YouTube or whatever. And so, I mean, it, I enjoy that to a point. I, I just think it's, you know, it's just big, dumb. Arnold is Arnold in this. Uh, this isn't his best role but the biggest thing is richard dawson gives just such a great performance and for people that may not know richard dawson was a you know a game show host most notably for family feud uh, he, he was you know just kind of this loving fun kind of grandpa type of guy and uh but in here when he shows that dark side uh it's just man is like you it was a completely a complete change and you weren't expecting it it's good it's one of my favorites it's like i wouldn't like if i'm gonna be objective it's not it's not great but it's a favorite of mine that i do enjoy anytime i sit down and watch it if it's on i'm gonna watch it it's one of those type of movies extremely rewatchable and um you know it's just you know a lot of carnage and entertainment, and I love it. So that's my uh, that's my take on it. As per the rules, every time either this movie or Richard Dawson comes up, I mean the the rules of life. I have to talk about the fact that my stepmother was on Family Feud. Is that what it's called, Family Feud? Yes, Family Feud. Yep. There's so many goddamn game shows. <laughs> yeah, the she won the first round. I mean, the first game, and then what happens is they don't call you back. I don't know if they changed it now, 
this was in the 70s they filmed the shit back to back to back so they tell you to bring four or five chains of clothes so they just go in the dressing room get changed and then they go back and film another episode like right after they won and she kissed Richard Dawson and she said he had mushy lips so <laughs> that's every time every time I see him in this movie it's just and talk about getting canceled oh, my, so canceled today. my god did he kiss every woman every single woman old young no matter but he's a he was like an equal like he kissed everybody he he, he kissed every race and yeah. all that <laughs> he just <laughs> wanted to like... cuck every man in america in the 70s he's like i'm gonna kiss your woman right now i'm gonna kiss like your daughter staring, too. he's like like staring at the man at the husband while he's kissing her <laughs> and he's like you're not gonna do nothing about it because i'm richard you Dawson, look at baby. Me. <laughs> you look at me. i'm the captain now <laughs> yeah i love it's one of my that's why whenever we do these episodes i always try to think outside of the box and it's not because i'm a pretentious douche that's part of it but it's because i'm trying to find a casting like this because yes he's a game show host it makes sense logical sense to find a game show host to play a game show host but did anyone nobody would have expected that richard dawson would be this fucking good in this role no he is i mean i a legit actor because I actually don't know what Richard Dawson did before Family Feud. I don't know if he was an actor. I don't know anything about him. But I, I'm, I'm the best actor of the 80s. I don't fucking know. Michael Douglas, Al Pacino, any actor. I don't fucking know. James Caan, Gene Hackman. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. No one would have been able to do this better. Like, no one. Like, it's... He not only adds a level of authenticity, because, again, game show, there's just... a because we've associated him with the show for 20 years, whatever it was, 15 years. And then we see him in this context, it recontextualizes everything we saw before that. Like yeah. he, it's like, this was un, like, I don't even know if you're acting. Are you actually, cause he's so good in this. It's like, is this how you act when the cameras aren't rolling? Like it's like Bob Saget. When he was on, you know, America's fun, funniest video, home videos, whatever the fuck yeah. it's called, and home, home, no, uh, Full House. Thank you. I was, all the 90s sitcoms hit my brain at the same time. I was like, Family Matters? No. Uh, step <laughs> yeah, by Step? He was, no. Yeah, he was uh, Urkel's dad on Family Matters. Yes. <laughs> like all of them came because they're all the same shows to me so they all attack my brain but when you find out that his stand-up is like super fucking vile and nasty yeah. you're like oh that's what you were but it's like richard dawson it's just i'm like i don't even know if you're acting you're so fucking good in this but i mean that's the, the he's so good that in an arnold schwarzenegger movie and this is apex mountain for arnold schwarzenegger like the 80s was as good a decade for this man as any decade was for any actor. Richard Dawson is the thing we're fucking talking about. We, uh, yeah. we've barely, I don't even think we've mentioned Arnold Schwarzenegger at all. Like who gives a shit? Like he's fine in this. I mean, he's, he's I mean, massive. He's, he's, he's massive. massive. <laughs> he's su super massive. I, we talked about this off mic. I don't understand how this wasn't a tie in with GI Joe or some toy line because Hawk, the fucking slayer, got a toy line and that's like the ninth best conan ripoff 
that got a toy line and that had action sets and shit. If this had action sets, if this had a Richard Dawson toy, I would have fucking bought it as a kid. I'm not even joking. Because <laughs> I played with those six-inch G.I. Joes. I had, like, my goodness gracious, I had so many of them. Oh, yeah. And I would mix and match with my cousin, and whenever I would go, I had, like, a tub of G.I. Joes. I had so fucking many. Yes. And we would play, and we would have, create our own little movies because I had a bunch of play sets and shit. Oh, I was making the the final battle of Endgame, like mm-hmm. ever since the eighties, like with my mix match of He Man and GI Joes and Ninja Turtles and fourteen re- uh, refrigerator Perrys, seventeen <laughs> Snake Eyes, and one Duke. So so many, and then you know Star Wars and all those back then but yeah it doesn't i mean the only thing i could think of is maybe they just didn't want little kitties trying to you know use dynamo to rape the amber mendes character you know with toys that's the only maybe i don't know isn't there a rape joke in police academy and police academy oh toxic avenger no robocop got a toy line (laughs) police academy got a toy line so no they had no i don't know i don't know i had no scruples about making r-rated movies into and this this feels like right in the line of something like he-man or whatever where you just have these big hulking guys and each one of them being a character almost like it's like a mixture of he-man and wrestlers and because each one of them have this character, each one of them are kind of big and, you know, larger than life. And you could have easily have sold every single character. And you could have sold like the, even like the side characters, I don't, you know, his friends and whatnot that nobody probably would have bought. But uh, I mean, somebody probably would have yet bought uh, Yafato, um, you know, Kodo. <laughs> his, uh, you know, no Kodo's. would buy fucking McFleet. And nobody would have bought the four eyes guys or whatever but yeah so i mean everybody would have bought all of and you could have made up your own stalkers like that's the thing like you could have kept going like hey we have 20 other stalkers i'll buy it you know and buy the little rocket Absolutely. thing and you could have had yeah. toy exclusive stalkers I yeah just, there's I don't, I don't know there's probably a story behind why but i have no idea it's i don't get it but i mean we've barely talked about this movie i think we'll talk about the stalkers more when we I mean, I probably won't because when I mean when I talk about the director I'm picking, we're gonna just Kane is just gonna have to sit down and start drinking, and he's not gonna stop until I'm done. Because my take on this is gonna be radically different. It's stupid. It's dumb, and I admit this fully. It's a take. It's a it's a take. But I like. I think there's a reason why cinema keeps going back to this format or this structure it's because it's fun and i i don't like the fact it's not like i don't like the fact that edgar wright is remaking this i just think this is below his talent level like he doesn't really need to remake this there's a million other action movies he could be doing like this is a robert rodriguez movie to me like i don't know why robert rodriguez never remade this but it's it's the story structure that I think people keep going back to because we've seen it and I mean we'll talk about it more when I get into my director and why I want to go so far away from this because we've seen it in Hunger Games and Battle Royale, Thirty One from Rob Zombie, Condemned, that's Stone Cold Steve. It's like that same people stuck, they got a fight and it's there's a game show. Isn't it fun? And it's right. sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, but it's a structure that it works. 
And I think that's one of the better things about this movie. It's the stalkers, Richard Dawson, the structure. I said it twice because it, you know, it really works. You need that structure, right. baby. You need, because people like to watch, like, not only is it fun to see people go up against other people, like in the game show thing, but it's that deadliest game, the most deadliest wow. game thing where you're like, can I do this? Because you, you're immediately putting yourself into the shoes of Ben Richards and you're like, right. can I kill another man? How far would I be able to make this? Yeah. Yeah. Would I, because you're, oh my God, I just thought about surviving the game. Oh my God. Thank, we're never doing surviving the game. We're doing no. this. We're not doing that. No. And because that, that's a movie like this one that tricks me into thinking it's better than it is. Every five years, I'm like, I remember liking it, and then I'm like, no, I don't like no. surviving the game. It's not a good movie. And that's kind of the, the thing with Running Man is every time I go back to it, I think it's better than it is, and I like it good enough, but I. Always forget Mick Fleetwood is in it for no fucking reason. There's, I don't like, I mean, Yafit Koto was fine. I mean, he's always good. Yafit Koto was always good. The Four Eyes is fine. I would cut that shit out completely, but I guess yeah. you need, you know, them to take down Ben Richards somehow. But no, it's just, it's a perfect vehicle for Arnold Schwarzenegger in that time. And, you know, that's all it, it's, it serves fun, pump, popcorn entertainment and it's you know i refer to things like this as the cotton candy you know it's fun disposable entertainment and you know you always go back to cotton candy <laughs> it's not gonna fill you up but you always go back to it so i mean it's not a predator it's not a terminator i put this in the no. i mean i guess we can get into our rankings now i mean not rankings our rating rating yeah i would i'd put this right at a c plus i don't yeah. think it's good enough to put it in the b category because if i'm putting it in a b then you know terminator predator um all those other ones are, have to be a's and i mean which they are I know, but no, they're a know, pluses then, if this they're is a plus, that's what a i mean pluses. and so it's like this isn't on that level like this isn't even close to that level to me uh commando would probably be i'd throw commando probably in the b minus character territory or something mm. but and this isn't on that level so and i do like it and i'm not i'm not hey this is me being more uh objective about it because if i'm if i'm going to talk about like if i as a uh, uh, subjective my favorite or favorites yeah i would probably say it's a b or something because i could sit down and watch this at any time but it's also rating uh, like ranking against the rest of arnold schwarzenegger and other action movies from the 80s especially it's it just doesn't compare to those no it's if you have a filmography that has predator and terminator and conan this is a c plus 100 it is yeah. to me the top of the middle tier of his filmography this is like right above kindergarten cop right below commando like i even like his i i like eraser and true lies more than this like yeah. far more than this yeah so this is like, yeah, like two steps above like sabotage to me. Because I do like right. this more than Red Heat. Yeah, better than Red Heat, better than Raw Deal. Yeah, because I don't remember a single fucking thing about Raw It's Deal. not, you know, it's not up there with Conan and, you know, they're at least I mean, the it's, first Conan. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's considerably better than Conan too. <laughs> but yeah, this is a C plus all day. Yeah, yeah, easily. 
And that's not a bad thing. I mean, that no. just is what it is. You C know? plus is good. A little bit above average, you know. Yeah, above average is fine. <laughs> I mean, when the vast majority of movies are usually just average, this is above average. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, all right, let's uh, let's dive into our picks here. I got uh, so my director. You know, I know you said you're going to kind of go radical, different. I'm kind of going to stay in line with uh, what was going on here uh I, the only thing i want more of is i want more of the stalkers i want more of the killian dane i want more of focus on that so i'm getting rid of the the two you know buddies just just get i'm getting rid of them because and they're only in there to basically you got the you got the smart guy and you got i mean like yeah Koto. i mean he he literally does nothing in the movie which um, is a fucking travis right yeah how and do you so, waste the Koto? it's a crime but go ahead yeah, and then you got the four eyes guy who's simply only there to be able to say, "Hey, I want to. I can hack this. I'm the smart guy who can hack this system and blah 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 and turn it on them. I don't need that. I can add that in with my uh, my Amber Mendez pick, uh, which is again, you know, uh, her Maria Conchita Alonso did nothing uh, as well. She there was it was pointless for her to be there. Uh, so I'd rather put basically those two and put it into my Amber Mendez character. But that means, so I do need to see the stalkers do some more killing and stuff like that. So I think it's going to, I would like to intertwine seeing more of them do some killing kind of, maybe you see the game, like it starts off with the game happening and you see somebody, you know, on the chase because there's that part in the movie where it talks about the previous winners and, all that was like, well, I would like to see some of these guys like do some work before then. So that way we see some of the killing and we see what some of these guys are, not all of them, you know, not like, I don't want to see every single stalker, but you know, just some of them. Um, and maybe some of the stalkers that aren't chasing um, Ben Richards or whatnot. So, and then you just kind of intertwine his story and why he he's captured and all that stuff in order to, like you talked about, this structure has been done. So my director, is somebody who has taken an action film that's done the same structure, but made it so popular, uh, his, his movie so popular and really didn't do anything. It's not like he, he, you know, he changed the formula or he did made something brand new. He just, he took the structure, he knew it and he made it and he still made it really great. And so I'm going to go with Chad Stahlinski, uh, from the John Wick series. You know, he hasn't done much. It looks like he's finally starting to do some more, you know, some more things outside of uh, John Wick. He's got what the Highlander coming up and some other things. He, he I mean, John Wick, there's nothing, it's nothing new. It's Is nothing he the new. one that did Atomic Blonde? No, he's not the one that's, that did it. Oh, uh, that's the other one. Okay. Yeah, he's another guy. Um, yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, so it's nothing, like I said, this is nothing new or different. He just, I mean, yeah, you got Keanu Reeves, who's Keanu Reeves in it, but he he takes a normal, like every single, you know, something we've seen a, a million times, essentially. There's a bad dude that something bad happens, and now he's on a tear, and he's getting revenge, or whatever, whatever it is. He's rescuing his daughter. He's... You know, he's got to get to the bad guy for principle, blah, blah, blah. Well, so this is kind of that structure that we've seen a million times over. And so it's either you go completely radical or you do that and you fine tune it. And which that's kind of what I'm, I'm wanting here. Cause I do want the fun. I want the, 
I do want some more killing. I would like it to be, I don't want like the one liner type fun. I want it like John wick type fun where it's thrilling. The action is high, high fast paced, but we're still able to, he's able to tell the story within that action. And that's what I really like. Um, so yeah, that's my pick, uh, Chad Stahlinski. It's a great pick. I mean, he's, he's really adept at action. I like the John wick movies. It's the other one, David Leach. I don't know. They both have names that I cannot pronounce. Lich, because he did the Hobbs and Shaw. I think he's a talented cat, too. I think he's the one that broke off from... I don't think he's attached to the John Wicks anymore. I think Chad is 100%. Because they started both directing them, and then I think David went on. So that's why it always throws me, because I can't remember which one is in the franchise and which one's not. But no, I like Chad a lot. I like his movies. Well, yeah, let's get to my take. (laughs) <laughs> My take is so crazy that I had to come up with an entire universe to justify why I'm doing this. Because it was going to be set in modern day, which I'm like, this is too much. This is not going to work. It's if it was because it was always going to be set in the 70s because I'm like, that's all right. Let's just get into it. Mine is going to I'm going to go with Booch Riley. And I guess that's going to be a hint towards where I'm taking this. Boots Riley has only made one movie, and that's Sorry to Bother You. And if you've seen that, then you kind of see where I'm going with mine. I want to make an exploitation film, but a, a comedically satirical exploitation film. The kind that Robert Downey Sr. might have made if he had a budget, or if Melvin Van Peebles could have made it if he really thought about it or mostly if Ralph Bakshi was hired to do the running man that's kind of what I'm looking for like a live action Ralph Bakshi movie adaptation of the running man now so my lead I guess I'm gonna jump ahead is going to be a black man and all of the stalkers are going to be white men hunting him and not only that they are going to be just like in the movie over the top caricatures. So what would be a caricature of people hunting a black man? So yes, I went with KKK, went with Nazis, went with cops. And then I was going to go with MAGA hat wearing guy, but I'm like, that's too much. I got to pull it back. So to justify this, I'm going to create an alternate universe where let's say this is the seventies. Germany won world war two. They won, the Nazis are in power. Now, what would be the entertainment for Nazis in 1972 or 70, whatever, in the 70s? They would have a TV show where they hunted black people, Jews, gays. And within that, you would have, so that could justify, because I still want this, this, the satire. But if I'm just that blunt with it, and if I said it in the modern day, and if I have, supreme overlord trump that's too much people would bounce it against it people wouldn't like it but if i create an alternate universe then you can still have your poison pill but you can code it in alternate history like uh tarantino did kind of with inglorious bastards you can get away with shit if you just say alternate history fantasy then then it would be able to take the pill so Germany won, World War II, Nazis are in power, 1970s. This is their TV show, The Running Man. 
they round up blacks, they round up gays, they round up Jews, and then they hunt them. And then, yes, you're going to have your KKK members. You're going to have your... They're not going to be... They're going to be cops, but they're going to be more like Judge Dredd, you know, fascist super cops. Like, they're not going to... I'm not going to be that overt with the imagery because that's, again, it's too much. Like, the satire needs to be blunt, but you also have to... I mean, sorry to bother you if you haven't seen it. It's satire. But where that movie goes at the end of it, I don't want to give anything away because it is one of the better third act reveals of a movie in the last 20 years. You're like, oh, didn't see that coming. But then when you think about it for five seconds, oh, that makes 100% sense. It's crazy. I kind of want that. Where it's, yes, there's a message here. You just have to look at the you look past the craziness, and that's where I'm going with Running Man. So I, because I again I'm I'm I like the formula, but I'm sick of the formula, and I'm seeing it over and over and over again. What can we do different? And this is something I haven't seen before. I haven't seen a black comedy. Well, it's I still want this to be funny. I want it to be action packed, but. I also want there to be a message if you think about it for two seconds. So Boots Riley, I think he's, I don't want to say phenomenal director because that's too much for a film debut. That's, you know, but I do think he has an eye for things. I like his visual style. I like what he's doing. It's a hell of a debut. I want to see him do more shit. I think an exploitation action movie would be interesting with a message. So the Running Man, Boots Riley. That's where I'm going. Oh, that'd be that'd be interesting. I I I liked. Sorry to bother you. I didn't love it. I I agree with. I don't of, love uh, it either, like, but I do. Yeah, I think there was parts where it was like I like Lucky Stanfield. He's really good. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Tessa Thompson, which I know shocker. She's the it girl and all that, but she just doesn't do much for me. And then, um, but I, I was like, Oh yeah, this is interesting. I like where you're going there boots. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, it was enough to where I, whatever he does next, I will watch, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, he got my attention, I guess you could say. Um, and it's, I mean, it's, it's not a movie that's for everybody. There's going to be people that absolutely hate that movie, mm-hmm. but I think if you can kind of strip away and just kind of like, oh, okay. When you have that many messages, that he's trying to in topics on a d- right. dart board. You know, he's, he doesn't hit them all, but there's so many of them in it that it's admirable that he's even attempting to throw them all at. I, I maintain that if this movie was made either in the late sixties or seventies, we would be hailing it as a masterpiece. Like, I, I think it would be like a cultural phenomenon. Like it's, I don't think sorry to bother you as a, a perfect film, but yeah. there's a lot in that movie and it's audacious as fuck. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. The shit he's doing. And and it's not just like, hey, here's a lot of shit. It's with an artistic eye. He's doing crazy shit. Again, as a first-time director, it's just blows me away that directors are just getting better and better with each fucking Yeah, and it's nuts that, I mean, it's been three years and I don't, I haven't heard anything about him about to do anything or anything so well i know he's a musician so i don't i think that's maybe he's focusing something more on that okay yeah okay nope i like the pick um so on to sub-zero which is be our first stalker that uh in the movie so we're just kind of going down the way the movie went that does mean our movie is going this way but 
where it kind of goes. So he, he uh, Ben Richards, the Arnold Schwarzenegger character, ran into Sub Zero, which was the uh, <laughs> was uh, basically a Professor uh, Toru Tunaka, uh, who is um, a wrestler. He's just a just a big cuddly bear that but he also played a you know guy that's going to kill people uh, i you know like a sumo um hockey player i guess is the best way to, to describe no zero. <laughs> but uh but i love it but i love it though it's like it makes no sense but i'm like man that's pretty it's a big dude to be moving around on them ice skates and you know tearing people up so i went i went with somebody you know same size i thought about maybe going with somebody a little bit smaller you know like i was thinking like a bruce lee like type you know that kind of you know somebody that could be doing like you know cartwheels or something that's a radical choice you're bringing them back from the dead folks bringing them back but somebody like that and you know so i i and i didn't really go down that route so i didn't look at any of the the type of actors that would fit that role. I could get the guy that played Bruce Lee in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and then have, you know, a stuntman beat him and everybody go crazy on the internet that a stuntman can't beat. <laughs> a fake stuntman never would have beat <laughs> Bruce Lee in real life. So, right, but we're not going down that road. I don't want any, any hurt feelings out there. Uh, so I just went with another big guy. I really like the the mass of some of these guys. So I, I kind of want to keep that. And so my Sub-Zero I went with Winston James Francis. If you don't know who he is, he was basically the closest thing uh, would be Glow. He was Goliath Jackson in Glow uh, recently, uh, but he's also been in Fist Fight and um, some other some other things. He's just he's a big dude, that, a big mean dude that if you saw on ice skates dressed up the way this guy is, and I don't know if he's going to be on ice skates in my movie. I probably wouldn't have the whole ice. I don't think I'm going to go the cartoon route with some of this, but he's going to be a big, massive, intimidating dude that no one on the face of the planet is going to run into, want to run into. And, and it's not like this guy doesn't talk a lot. He's just, I mean, he's seven foot, 330 pound, just beast. And yeah, it's like, okay, how is my Ben Richards? How is my Ben Richards going to get past this guy? How is anybody going to get past this guy? That's not that same size. And, um, so, yep, that's my pick, Winston James Francis. I like Glow. I don't remember him. I kind of, is he the dad of? He's the dad of, okay. I can't remember her name, but yeah, the, I know. Uh, the, like the sumo looking kind of girl. He kind of looked like The Rock, and I was kind of like wondering why they didn't pick The Not Rock sumo. for that. I'm sorry. I meant Samoan. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. Who gives a shit? No, it's like We're two different. Canceled. They're you two different. Us. I mean, I'm my Sub Zero is a slave owner caricature. So <laughs> I told you this shit's gonna get wild, folks. So yeah, I'm not doing the Sub Zero thing. I guess maybe because it is a. I mean, they have to be racial. Racial. God damn it with these words. Well, you got to keep the you got to keep the great you know one line is like. Here's your There's no one-liners. Now my... just plain zero. <laughs> oh, I have no one-liners in this movie. No one-liners. Or maybe Gotta I could... have it. I mean, he can maybe have like a oh an ice whip, maybe. Yeah. I'm yeah. keeping the slave owner aesthetic, but yeah, like so he... that way, like his whip when he hits it, it, like it gives you like frostbite. It could be, yeah. There you go. Or it could just be a normal whip. Either way, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, it's going to, I mean, the, they're all going to be caricatures of a thing and a type. And this is going to be my slave owner one. 
And I went with another actor who's better when he doesn't talk that much, and which isn't a slight against this actor because I do actually think he can act and I do think he's good when you use him correctly, and that's Jai Courtney. I don't think that he's been used properly. He's not a movie star. He's not an action guy. Get him out of the diehards. That's trash. But Spartacus is fantastic in that show. Jack Reacher it's pretty good in that movie, you know, and Unbroken, Water Diviner, Man Down, which no one fucking saw. It's a really good movie. I haven't seen Storm Boy, but I heard he was really good in that. And he's just, and I, I'm looking forward to him in the new James Gunn Suicide Squad, because I do think he was one of the better parts of the David Ayer one. But I think James Gunn will really utilize him. Or probably kill him off in the first five minutes. Like I don't, I don't know where it's going to go with that because there's so many characters in that movie. But I just think he is. I'm also picking a type of actor. And yes, it is Aryan. And yes, they have to fit that type of the Aryan archetype because you know the Nazis had an ideal of the perfect, which is very ironic to me that Hitler thought the blonde hair, blue eyes when he was brown, brown eyes and black hair. Okay. And no one ever questioned that, but whatever. But yeah, I'm going with the most white looking actors. And to me, Jai Courtney is better than Sam Worthington. Like Sam Worthington is one of the most white actors. Army Hammer is one of those white actors, but I think, and I mean, Army Hammer, he's just used him and sorry to bother you. So I try to think a little outside. I mean, he would be perfect for this kind of shit. But I think Jai Courtney is. your Ben Richards, right? What's that? <laughs> he's the oh, cannibal he guy, right? <laughs> yes. I, he's more interesting to me now that he's a cannibal. I'm like, why are y'all trying to cancel this motherfucker? Now he's actually interesting. <laughs> Put him in front of a camera. Yeah. I mean,. When Britney Spears shaved her head, I was like, folks, now she's interesting. She had no personality before this. But no, I think Jai Courtney is great. When you use him sparingly, use him as a villain, I think he's great. So I'm going with Jai Courtney with quote-unquote Sub-Zero. I'm not going to use that name, but I don't have another name. But, I mean, I got to use the names in the movie. So Sub-Zero. <laughs> Plain Zero. She's going to call him Plain Zero. <laughs> Plain matter. Zero. Plain Zero. The white zero is that what? Uh, no, I, I like I like Jai Courtney. I could see him being like a, you know, that kind of disgusting, yeah, slave owner type of guy. So well, good pick. Well, I don't even know if he's going to be disgusting because well, you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. he, he's a slave owner, so he's got to be disgusting, right? I mean, they're all picture them all. You didn't. You're not watching the boys, are you? Yeah, I am. Okay, all of my picks are kind of like Homelander. Because they love their job, <laughs> but they're all pieces of shit. You're right. Yeah, because, I mean, these are, like, the superstars. In both of yeah. our movies, the stalkers are right. Brad Pitt time and Tom Cruise times a million. Like, these are the most famous people. So it's not like he's, you know, creepy, disgusting guy. They wouldn't pick him for that. Yeah. He's yeah. Homelander. Like, yeah, he's a piece of shit. But yeah. in gotcha. the eyes of the kids, he's Captain America. Like people right. love him, so right. yeah, yeah. And I did consider that actor, but I'm like, I don't want to see him play another villain. <laughs> typecast him. I know I don't want to typecast him because he's so good in that show. <laughs> I want to see him do something else, but I know Hollywood's gonna, because he's the perfect ideal for this shit. 
the blonde, you know, what I just yeah. described. It's right. Homelander. But all right, on to the so next. So we're on to Buzzsaw uh, that was oh, played. Okay. Do I thought it was Dynamo. Okay. Let me change that real quick. Go ahead. Sorry. All right. So we are on to Buzzsaw, which was played by Gus Rethwich. I guess is how you're going to say his name. I don't, I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, he's, he was just a big, he was just a big guy that did, I think he was, um, he was just in a lot of those movies around that time. I think he was like a strong man type of guy. He wasn't a wrestler. He looked like he would have been, but I think he was like in strong man competitions. Uh, so I went with another big guy. So if, if uh, my Winston James Francis didn't scare you off at, you know, 300 pounds, uh, my next, my bud saw definitely would. Uh, and I'm going with a, a wrestler. So he hadn't done much acting, but there, there's not much acting going on here. Uh, who are, who are we kidding? Uh, I just need somebody that's, <laughs> that's just massive and can uh, use a chainsaw or whatever type of buzz saw thing we're working with. And, um, and I'm going with, uh, he's about 6'10", another 330-pound guy, Braun Strowman. Um, he's just a massive dude, and he's intimidating looking. He's got, like, the shaved head with the long, you know, beard. Um, and I just – he he makes a good he, – he does it like a roar thing, so that, that's all I need. I just need somebody that's going to look intimidating. I don't really have much else to say about him because that's all he's – he's just going to be coming out there, you know, slinging some chainsaws and – picking up and body slamming and choke slamming people. So that's all I need from uh, Mr. Braun Strowman. And I think he could deliver that easily. I actually had to quickly Google this because I'm not super into wrestling. I know some of them. I know their names. I have to look up their faces. I thought that was the one that died because I know one of them, one of the big guys died, but that was Brody. But um, no, I like Braun a lot from what I've seen of things because I try to keep up because I like, Wyatt Bray Wyatt a lot. Mm-hmm. I think he's an interesting cat. He's doing weird shit, and I like weird shit. Because now everyone kind of looks like Braun to me, and I mean it's nothing against them, but they're all like that big beefcake guy. No, they're not. Not in wrestling. No, everybody now is five eight, one hundred and sixty five pounds. There's no more big guys anymore. Isn't Bro- not like there used to be. Well, I guess Brody just died, so it doesn't really. It, yeah. I, I mean, there are, but it's like, yeah, there's there's no more big guys. That's why I can't stand wrestling anymore. All these, it's all these <laughs> little guys. Where are the most? Where's the beef? Where's the, yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to see some little dude out there he, doing flips. Give me a break. God damn, he's so much taller than Brock Lesnar. He's a big boy. <laughs> why did you go with? Oh, dude. I have not. I mean, I have nothing against this guy. I think he's big. Why did you go with him instead of Nathan Jones? For Mad Max, I I mean this this would probably be one of his first things, so why not? I mean, I, break him out, and you know, yeah, I have no, I have nothing. A little bit, a little bit more of a name now. I mean, he'd bring, you know, I'm I'm trying to make money, so he might bring some of the wrestling fans to, to the movie. Mo- you know, McMahon, I mean? look at you, like I gotta make yeah, money. I'm trying to make some money, and I don't. Nathan <laughs> Jones ain't selling a dollar, so Braun Strowman might bring over a few. All right, what's your pet all? <laughs> Again, we're talking about caricatures. This one would be my cop. But again, don't picture like cops. Today, it would be more like a fascist Judge Dredd super cop. So it would more, my characters are more like wrestlers than they would be like the stalkers, you know, you know. So Buzzsaw, I mean, because he would have, instead of a Buzzsaw, I'm using their names 
for this to be easier. Like my guy, my sub zero, I'm using quotation marks. Again, he has a whip weapon. This one would probably have like, I mean, he would have a whole bunch of riot gear. He could have like the billy club that could do some damage or um, concussion grenades, flashbangs, shit like that. Pepper spray. That's maybe acid. That'd be interesting. That'd be fun. So I'm just using the name Buzzsaw, but just picture in your head a cop that has all this accouchement that could do some damage and be fun. And I went with, who could be a fun fascist super cop? And the first name that popped into my head was Michael Rooker. So I'm going with Michael Rooker. I mean, I just brought up Guardians of the Galaxy, and one of the better parts of Guardians of the Galaxy is Michael Rooker, which is, I love the fact that he has this new second career after being Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, which is a, a role that not should have killed his career, but he's so good in it. He should have been typecast to the point where he could never get cast again, like Norman Bates. And I just called him Norman Bates instead of Anthony Perkins. <laughs> I mean, that's how synonymous he was with that. Cause before yeah. the, there was a reason why it, um, I almost called him Norman Bates again. There's a reason why Anthony Perkins was cast in that is because he was the all American boy. The, the guy next door that you would never suspect he was, that in movies before psycho but then after psycho you can you it's too late you can never go back he can never be a romantic lead he can never be you know you know uncle charlie he's fun he gives you gifts and shit and he doesn't kill you and hide you no it's he is psycho from then on and that's all he ever did which is a shame but he was always good in it and that's kind of what i'm surprised didn't happen to michael rooker and it's probably because he's a great actor and he maybe wiggled his way out of this genre shit, which is great because again, he's so much fun in guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. He's one of my favorite parts in guardians of the galaxy too. All of his jokes. That is a movie that is filled with too many jokes. All of his jokes land. They're all amazing. The Mary Poppins y'all. I'm Mary Poppins y'all. That is so fucking good. <laughs> it's so fun. His, his delivery, you know, I, it's been out for years. Fuck it. His death scene. It's still, uh, to me, his death scene is more emotional than Iron Man's death scene. And I've been watching Iron Man in like 14 of these movies. I've seen Yondu or whatever in two, and I'm more emotionally invested. He's not even a main character. No, he's like, he's the 14th. And he's like, just because he's your daddy, don't mean he's your pappy. And then he dies. And I'm like, no, (laughs) no. I, I just, he can sell that. But he can also sell the meanest, toughest asshole in the room. And I just would love to see him be just have so much fun shooting acid pepper spray or flashbangs or whatever the hell, like a, a electric baton or something. Cause he, yeah. I'd probably give him the most gadgets that would be fun. So that's my, and I'm using quotation marks, but saw. I don't just have let him to... have it. Let's just let him have Yondu's, you know, little flying arrow. <laughs> I have him just kind of bring it back, whistle, you know, and has a swastika somewhere mm, on it. There we go. <laughs> he seems like I love Michael Rooker. I mean, yeah, he's he's one of my favorites. He said he feels like he's probably an actor that could you could probably put him in any one of your casting roles and he'd be perfect. You know, and it's what's 
what's nuts about you brought up, you know, Henry, that was only his second thing. Like, I know that's what's nuts. I mean, you know, and yes, that's anybody who has seen Henry knows Michael Rooker as Henry. Um, that's all, that's not all he is, but that's, if you're going to talk about one of the greatest performances of all time, that's, that's what you bring up, you know? And, um, I know there's, you know, hopefully there's some little, you know, MCU kid out there that's listening to this and you go and watch, go and watch Henry without your parents knowing I'm, I'm Kane is giving you permission to go and watch Henry portrait of a serial killer by yourself all alone. And uh, it'll change your world, you know, because all you know him as is Yondu. Yeah, go watch this. Well, um, it's, I think it's general, general. I think it's generationally. There we go. I got it out of my mouth. You look at either you know him as Henry, you know him as Guardians of the Galaxy, or you know him from Marvels or Marvel. Oh, Merle, fuck yeah. So look at him. He's got like four different. Oh, he's all over the place. Like I remember him from Days of Thunder as Rowdy Burns. I didn't even think about Merle, but yeah, Yeah. fuck. Yeah. He's got had like a quiet, great career. You don't go back and I mean, he's like, he's, he's been right up against some of the greatest of all time. He was a cliffhanger with Sylvester Stallone, Mm -hmm. uh, Tombstone, you know, with all, you know, Kurt Russell and all them, you know, know, mall rats. And, you know, he's in one of the greatest quote-unquote greatest tv shows or most popular tv shows of all time in the walking dead he's had such a great career and he's one of those guys that you see pop up or you see his name it's like okay i'm hooked i sold uh so yeah no that's a great pick onto dynamo dynamo the singing electric i don't know how to eat whatever the opera singing you know guy he's uh played by the 80s great erland van lith <laughs> it's just a just a big you know it's like a big baby uh, big old that baby. could rip kick rip your head off type of guy and rape it. Um, and rapid oh my gosh i i remember being a kid watching that i never knew what was going on why i always remember being like why does he have his pants down why do i see his tidy whities and then you watch it when you're older it's like oh he's about to rape her like, i oh always forget God. that part when i rewatch it because i always love dynamo so like, no, and then i watch no it and you're like on. no i don't like dynamo no more i don't like him no more no dynamo dynamo don't don't rape don't rape no rape that's that's not good my so, dynamo is gonna rape though so well, I'm, sure you would. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm 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 super curious to see where you're gonna go with dynamo uh so i wanted to go with somebody that does that kind of kept the size but um can play because i feel like dynamo would could be like like you, like you said, you don't you don't expect this guy to be the type that would rape. You know what I mean? So I want to go with that kind of same vibe. That's just this guy that you know is like he's theatrical and he's got you know he's you know sings like opera or whatever and you know shoots his lasers and wears his you know glowing mohawk or whatever it was helmet. And so I went with Nonzo Anozi. Um, if you don't know who he is, he's been in a lot of stuff, but he's probably most famous for being in uh, Games of Thrones as uh, Zaro Zohan Doxos. Uh, he was one of the guys that uh, I think he was one of the guys that was helping um, uh, the dragon lady. I don't even remember her name. He but was a banker just, that she locked into a vault. That's right. He, yeah, he tried to yeah, fuck like, with her or something. Yeah. Well, he kept he kept trying to get her to like be his wife or something and yeah that's right uh yeah one of those i don't whatever um but <laughs> whatever. uh he's just he's a, he's a good actor i think he's british um mm-hmm. so he's um 
you know, he's been he's been a lot of other things. He was in Pan, Cinderella, um, Get Santa. So, you know, he was Samson and Son of God. Um, so he's got um pretty different background but you know i could see him he he has kind of like that i don't know if he's going to be it because that's kind of what he was in games of thrones he just seems like a very you know diplomatic you know sweet kind of guy and and dynamo you know is yeah he's a stalker and he's going to kill you but you don't expect him to pull down his pants and show his tight white he's and uh so that's uh you know end up being more you know of a sicko so that's uh my pick is nonzo and nosy no, he's of the ones you've named so far. He's the one that actually needs to act. You need to get an actor for him. And Nonzo, even though he's as big as Braun from what I've seen, I believe they're both 6'6". Six, six. Or is Braun? Braun's like 6'10". I think oh, Nonzo, he's got to be like around 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six, yeah. yeah, Nonzo is huge, but he can also fucking act. Right, because Donimo has the most, pretty much the most dialogue out of all of the the first few of um stalkers mm-hmm. he's in the gray which i love but right. the thing that made me a fan was he was in the dracula miniseries or maybe it was just the show and it just got canceled but he played renfield i was like what an interesting choice for renfield because whenever you think of renfield you think of you know the like the tom waits type where he's like insane and he's crazy mm-hmm. and he's like eating flies and shit and then you get six six Renfield, you know Nonzo. He's huge, yeah. And I, I'm, but I'm like, I really like that. I, I like that a lot because I'm like, yeah, you would need somebody huge to move around this fucking coffin. And but I don't know. I just I, he was also Samson and some things, and he right. No, I just I like him a lot. I think he's he's a great actor, and he's you can play him as the heavy. You can play him as the good guy. You know, I mean, he, that's that twist, and it's not really a twist, but in that horribly forgettable Jack Ryan movie with Chris Pine, mm-hmm. like you think he's a nice guy, but then he immediately tries to kill him, and I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Cause, I mean, because he could switch on a dime, and you could also, again, he can be the nicest chauffeur type character, or he can be a huge hitman because of his size. You know what I mean? So he, he has the size, but he also has the acting ability to make to sell you on anything, any type of role you put him in. And none of the other actors, because you picked wrestlers, you know, which is yeah. fine because it's this is what it is. You need yeah. the beef, you need the beefcakes, baby. Now, they're not all they're doing is grunting and roaring. They're not, you know, they're not having dialogue, they're not having back and forth. Dynamo kind of has that. Uh, mm. so you need somebody that can do that. You don't want somebody, you know, stiff wooden. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this now. You know, you don't want that. And uh, so yeah, that's why you go with somebody who can actually act. Well, you focused on the size of Dynamo. You focused on the raping element or the acting to <laughs> I sell didn't the focus raping. on that. Well, <laughs> the fact that he an actor that could you know sell that scene if he did decide to rape in your movie, right? right? You, I focused on the singing aspect and it took me a while This, to be honest this was the hardest one because I didn't want again I wanted Aryan blood baby I wanted that white face I was looking for a specific type and it, it was very hard for me to find that specific type because all of the the singers that I know are 
usually not that poster boy Nazi. But then I thought of one and I was like, it's not the opera singer exactly. He's not an opera singer, but he is a crooner and he can sing and he has put out albums. And that's Seth McFarlane. And I'm going to sell it by having him be the KKK. So I don't know if I'm ever going to have him outside of the hood. I think he's going to be under the hood the entire time. So it might, you know, that might be that fun little tribute bit. Like who played the KKK guy? Because he can hide his voice and do anything. Literally, he could be a Southern cake. He could be anything because he's really an amazing. If you don't know who Seth MacFarlane is, it's family guy. He's, you know, he's got foxes probably cut him a check to just run shit because they know Matt Groening ain't going to run Simpsons forever. So they need family guy. And there was a time where Seth MacFarlane had three shows at the same fucking time. Oh, he had four. He had three cartoons in the live action Star Trek thing that he was the Orville he was doing. Like this motherfucker's a workhorse. Now he doesn't. He's no longer like the showrunner of Family Guy anymore. And I don't even think he writes for that shit anymore. That's long past. But I think he he does have a creative hand in it but he he voices all of you know american dad family guy but he hasn't done many movies and the one that he did do that i'm, I'm a huge fan of was hellboy 2 guillermo del toro had to he had to recast an actor because he wasn't and del toro was you know apologetic he was like it's not his performance it's just it wasn't exactly what i was looking for he needed that that weird german voice and McFarlane again can do any voice. He's he's he's, a, he's an amazing voice actor. So I, he can do that German KKK, or he can do a Southern Hick, you know, cliche. Because I'm leaning into the cliches. I'm leaning into the archetypes. So I can't be too big. So, but he can sing, and that's going to be part of the thing. Is that he's more famous as a singer in my world, this mythology, the canon, whatever I'm writing. As you know, just picture the most famous singer nowadays, who, whoever it is, Taylor Swift or whoever, as like a Nazi, as an actual like a KKK member. Like, wouldn't that be wild? Wouldn't that be a weird? <laughs> and that's like everyone loves her, and every and, and 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 but the songs she's singing aren't about kissing boys. It's lynching, you know. I'm like, wouldn't that be interesting? Because that's more than me just folk. I mean, because yours, you said you wanted to focus in on the stalkers. Mine is I have to create a world. And in that world, again, the stalkers are the main show. And if they're not just doing this, what other shit are they doing? And in this universe, yes, he is a stalker, but he isn't always a stalker because most of the people don't get... I mean, if realistically, how many games could be played? How many people can get to Ben Richards is the first one to get past what two stalkers? I think they said. Yeah. I mean, there's five stalkers that were recasting. So, how much play is this KKK guy going to get? Dynamo. How much play is he going to get? Not much. So he needs a day job. So he's a singer, but he also can shoot electricity or whatever power I decide to give him. Yeah. You know. He's just also really good at killing people, you know, and he cuts he just shoots hate, he shoots hate. And then he <laughs> sings while he's doing it. And I'm like, that would be so much fun. That'd be crazy. So 
I wanted, and I think again, I think Seth MacFarlane, which is again an oddball choice, all ball, an oddball yeah. choice. But I don't think anyone watching Hellboy Two was taking out of the movie by going, "Oh, that's the voice of Stewie." No, he's doing a different voice. So I either lean into the fact that it's Seth MacFarlane, or it's, "Oh, that's Seth MacFarlane." When you read the credits, you know what I mean. So either one, yeah. either way works. So that's my dynamo. No, it's an interesting pick. I could see that. Uh, I think, yeah, well, the moment you see his face, it's over with. But if you keep him hidden behind the mask and the hood or whatever he's wearing, then yeah. No, it's just uh, like picture like record albums, but with like a KKK, like the Grand Wizard, like a, either a right. white one or like the red one. Maybe he changes it up. Maybe he yeah, it's, it's a little bit more, you know, it's a little bit more where he can uh, durable, where he can run around and chase people, you know. I yeah. mean, sometimes maybe he has the bag. Maybe he, he, shoots, he, shoot, uh, he shoots out uh, fiery crosses. Oh my god, people! <laughs> oh my god, I might. Oh my god, I really like that idea. And he's, <laughs> he's also that's super, your fire. That should have been your fireball. I have no, uh, well, because I wanted the scene. <laughs> I well, I'm actually I'm gonna merge the two. So yeah, nah, he's he's technically both. I thought he was. Okay. I thought he was taller than that. He's not. Um, no, because my fireball is going to be. I mean, we'll get to it. It's well, I aren't we doing well, fireball? We're, we're, yeah, we're in fireball right well, now. Well, my so. fireball is going to be the son of Captain Freedom. So it's okay. going to be like Captain Freedom Jr. Oh, yeah. So, but we'll get to it after your picks, or all right. So fireball is originally played by the great Jim Brown, running back. I think, you know, Fireball kind of seemed like he was more of the businessman. Like, he'd been doing this for a while, and he's like, you know, the Myrtle <laughs> from, from oh, Lethal Weapon. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm too old for this, but I got to keep doing it, you know. I'm on my third marriage, and I got to keep paying alimony, that type of thing. So I kind of want somebody that's there, but I think also somebody that can be active enough and be a threat. And I went, I didn't go for size for this one. So I went with somebody that could do a little bit more of um, hand to hand fighting with my Ben Richards. And also, I mean, yeah, fireball shoots out fire and whatnot, but I think, I don't think I'm going to have him be where he's just, he has this, the big old, you know, flamethrower backpack on him. Like maybe it's a little bit more slender and he's, you know, it's because it's, we're, you know, it's in the future. So why couldn't he have just like little where he shoots it out of his wrist or something like that, or, you know, weird. So I went with uh, Wesley Snipes. Mm. Yeah. Somebody that, you know, still, you know, still, uh, you know, I don't, he, he needs more work. I want, I want to see him in more stuff. And I think he could, he could bring a, an element here that would be fun. Uh, but also, if you know Wesley Snipes, you see him as like, oh, wow. Yeah, you see the size of these other guys. But the moment you see him as like, okay, he's a real dude. He can, he's he's going to, he's about to whoop Ben Richards' ass. Is like, he goddamn like 17 black belt champions. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, Blade yeah. is coming for you, you yeah. know? And, uh, and that's, and that's really, you know, I think he, I think he sells that. I think, you know, it's a decent enough name. It would be a surprise. Like, I, it'd be, you know, I got, I got the, you know, the wrestling fans coming for Braun Strowman and I got uh, the John Wick fans coming to see uh, the director and I got, you know, Wesley fan, Snipes fans coming to see him, you know, so I'm just, I'm bringing, I'm raking in, I'm rolling in the dough, baby. I feel like this is making money. This is going to make money, more money than the original did. And, well, um, and he's also on like 
a bit of a comeback because he had yeah. Dolomite is yeah. my name. He's in Coming to America. So I mean, yeah, right he's right now, there, and he's he's not. I don't, you know, I I hate that he's not the leading guy anymore. I would love to see more of that. Uh, so this feels like something right up his alley where he's going to be, he, I don't know, you could put his name on the poster, uh, but he's not going to be, you know, the top because you've got, you know, you're, you're selling it with your Ben Richards, your Amber Mendez uh, and your Damon Killian most likely, but, oh, well, heck, you know, Wesley Snipes is out there. Heck yeah. You know, that, that, that'll, I think that'll be great. So, yep. That's my pick for uh fireball fireball. Well, I'm Wesley saving Snipes. my Wesley Snipes pick for face off. Because I'm gonna have him trade faces with Woody Harrelson, because I'm insane and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, I love him a lot. I I miss. I don't know why they didn't make more movies together. Him and Woody, they have. What is the hotter than hot volcano? Fucking Pompeii level heat chemistry. Like yeah. it's insane. And I'm like, why wasn't Woody Harrelson and him in Expendables? Whatever. Like. Bring those yeah. two motherfuckers back. I don't get it. But no, I love Woody Harrell. I mean, I do love Woody, but I love <laughs> Wesley. He's one of the best parts of Dolomite is my name. So I'm I'm glad that he's I mean, he's also working on because he won't give up Blade. <laughs> he refuses yeah. to give up Blade. It's even mine. He's not Blade anymore, but he wants to do. And do you remember that before Blade, he was like obsessed with Black Panther? Yeah, he yeah, really, he really, really Black wanted Panther Black Panther really bad. I'm surprised they didn't put him in Black Panther movie. They, he, I mean, he still could be in the second one. Yeah, it's the nineties. He sure as fuck ain't gonna be in, you know, Blade the new Blade, unless he's Daddy Blade. No, because he's. I don't even think he's that much older than Mahershala Ali. So <laughs> he could be Whisker. <laughs> yeah, um, there we go. I mean, oh. I would love to see him be the bad guy in Black Panther. That'd be a fun. Yeah, that'd be good. Um. I mean, but that would basically be whatever his character is in Coming to America, which I'm going to go on the record as saying that's going to be a piece of shit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not good. looking forward to it. I watched the trailer and I was like, oh. So immediately coming to America, uh, when he came to America in the first one, he immediately fucked a chick. Like, is that the implication? Like the second he put foot on ground, he fucked a chick, and that chick was Leslie Jones. What? Now that's what's in my mind every time I watch Coming to America movie. Thank you. Yeah. The second he lands in America, he's like, oh, Leslie Jones, she needs some dick. Thank you, sequel. That's not something I want, but whatever. So I guess since I like your Burning Crosses idea a lot, (laughs) I'm going to merge my firebrand and. If you're still listening, (laughs) I don't. I mean, it's satire, folks. I don't know, TM, satire. <laughs> I, again, if you have Captain Freedom and he's retired, you would want to fill that again. You would need to fill that role. Because if it's American Gladiator, you didn't retire Blazer. You just got another Blazer. Who gives a shit? There, you know. So, but he's still going to be in the business so this would be Captain Freedom too. I'm still gonna call him Fireball for sake of clarity and shit. But my Fireball is really technically Captain Freedom too. And is that his name? Because I keep saying Captain Freedom. It's Captain. Freedom, yeah, Captain right? Freedom. Okay. Um. So it would be his son taking up the mantle. So I went with. 
again, I'm looking for the whitest possible actors. And I don't know why, but this guy just popped into my head as the most fucking white actor. And that's KJ Appa, who plays Archie on Riverdale. I don't know a single thing about him as an actor. He can suck. I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen a single thing with KJ Appa in it. People seem to like him in Riverdale. I know the ladies love him. That's all I know. I'm picking him like... Paul Verhoeven picked Casper Van Dien in Starship Troopers. He did not pick him because he's a good actor. He picked him because he was perfect for the role. And those two are not always synonymous. So that's why I'm picking KJ. He could be a great actor for all I know. I have no idea. I'm not shitting on his talent whatsoever. I have no idea. Never seen a single second of Riverdale. I never will. I probably from based on the shit that he's making, I will never watch a movie with KJ Appa in it unless he gets picked as the new Superman. Who knows? I'm picking him because he has the look that I'm looking for, which is baby Homelander. And if you put him, cause he's going to have to dye his hair. Cause I, I, that red hair needs to go. He needs to be blonde. So, and I'm not picking Homelander. That's, you know, sport spoiler alert. He's not my captain freedom, but he needs to have the blonde hair the blue eyes he needs to be the poster boy for their ideology and for some reason the, he's the first one that popped in my head and i was like i can't think of one better i can't think of a better ambercrombie and fitch model for <laughs> nazis than <laughs> uh, and he's not even american i didn't know that he's in new zealand so doesn't matter. I, I have absolutely nothing to add to him because I've never seen or ever heard of him, and I've never ever going to watch Riverdale. So, yep. Riverdale matter. fans out there, let us know if he's any good. Yeah, I mean, he's got uh, the look. I really don't care. So, don't. No, does not. I'm not going to read it. I don't care. I don't care. Again, don't, I'm picking him no. because he's perfect, not because he's good. If that makes sense. So, <laughs> all right. So, on to Captain Freedom. So, Captain Freedom was played by uh, Jesse Ventura. And he's like uh, Sailor kind of mentioned, he's kind of the retired guy, the ex uh, stalker, one of the originals. And he's kind of hanging out. He's, he's the, the back behind scenes guy. He's like the old football player that goes up in the booth and does the broadcasting now. So, um, I want somebody that could look like he used to be captain freedom and he used to be one of the greatest stalkers and he's up there giving commentary and uh he could probably be a this one probably be a little bit more because captain freedom he that's all he is he's just like a uh what would you call like a trophy like a trophy wife type thing like he's just that's it's just vapid and that's kind of all it is he's just all he's being used for is to put be put up there and um like he's hey like this is my guy yeah, he's like a mascot. So the the guy that I want to do, I, and I want that. I, I think that, you know, you have the Damon Killian who's like undermining them the whole time and putting him down. Like, I would love that. And I, I think this would be a great, you wouldn't expect it from the guy that I'm picking. And I'm bringing it back home. My captain of freedom is Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think that would be great to have him play kind of like this guy who can go out there and, you know, 
like he used to be a stalker and he used to be this guy, but he's sitting there smiling and smoking a cigar and commenting on what's going on. But then the Damon Killing character is just like, Hey, you yeah, puts him in his place and all that kind of stuff is like, Hey, you're just a, you're just a money. You're just a nothing. You know, we can always, you know, just CGI your butt in there. And, you know, um, but also somebody that, cause Captain Freedom does come out of, a retirement once Ben Richards murders all the stalkers and goes through them to have this CGI type of fight and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger would be perfect for that because he's still a big dude I mean he, yeah he's not what he was in the 80s or whatnot I mean he's like you know he's 87 years old but he's still more jacked he's 87 than most, years old I don't know how old he is oh. <laughs> I was just saying I was like god damn is he really <laughs> I mean he's up there he was born in 47 so what is that 73 okay that's not 87 son of a bitch i was really like <laughs> god damn he's looking but good <laughs> but he's but he's and he still looks like he could probably at least stand there and throw some punches and so i mean he just got kicked in the back at a thing and he didn't even know he's like what was that like he, he's still built like a fucking shit brick house yeah yeah Our, exactly and so he so it, i think it would be great and the kind of play that like i said and he's not just he's the guy that's the coolest guy in the room up until a point and you know because there's even part where captain freedom he he says something it looks like because one and one of the guys corrects him and he's like oh yeah you know like i would love to see arnold schwarzenegger kind of play that up i'm the all-american boy but i'm kind of an idiot too i think that would be fun and i think i you know i think it would be fun especially with uh, my pick for doing um damon killian so uh so who's your captain freedom ish person i'm i'm done hitting the nail on the head going over and over again with i'm picking white people i'm done i'm picking john ham i'm picking john ham because he can be you can see him as i'm picking him for many reasons one again you want the poster boy you want the thing he can sell it more than because i'm gonna play him as like the suave guy that maybe probably was a great captain freedom like a james bond-esque like a badass and then he retired and he's now the what is it mike ditka or whatever like he's the you know the play-by-play or he's the you know not so much the mascot or not mike john madden thank you not mike ditka uh, I don't know sports people. I don't, I know things, but not all the things John Madden, where he's more than, I mean, no one would refer to John Madden as a mascot, but you kind of could, but he's more, he's far more than that. He's color commentary. He knows what the fuck he's talking about. So that's John Ham. But he also like, I just need him to be the cool. He's not the, the fake cool. He is the coolest person in the room. So when they bring him back out of retirement, it's a big deal. Like, oh, we got to bring the big dog. We got to get his ass. Because to me, John Hamm is the closest an American could be. I mean, he's aged out of it, but he's the closest we can get to it, James Bond. He's the closest we could get to. I mean, he's aged out of Batman, too. But he's that type of cool. And again, he can also do anything. He's proved that he can do comedy. He can do suave. He can do drama. He can do a bit of action. I mean, he hasn't done much, but I can't believe I, 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 I wouldn't put it past them that he could hold a gun or whatever. Like, hmm. but I mean, it doesn't take much to hold a gun. So 
I mean, I can just picture him drinking martinis, talking to the 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 people. Like, how was the game? How how was the game? Like he's he's flirting with the 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 you know whatever the dancers Absolutely. in between commer- yeah, during commercials asses. and stuff. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he's getting lawsuits and yeah. you know murdering the people that give him lawsuits and yeah. Yeah, that's my Captain Freedom. Like he's uh, he's basically his character in Mad Men. He's Don Draper, but yeah, he's Don Draper. Yeah, I'm just casting Don Don Draper. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. That's what John. That's Hammer pretty is. much what we're doing. Yeah, yeah he's he's John. <laughs> no, that's a, that's. I mean, it's a good pick. I, yeah, especially with what you're going for, I could I could see that. Um, so. Yeah, John Hams, he's he's good, and um, I mean, in anything, so yeah, that would work. I'm trying um, to pick the coolest people, yeah, to play these parts. The coolest ha- people to play the most despicable exactly. parts, exactly. I want you to forget that you're rooting for like the worst people, and then because in this universe, you would be, you would think John and um, Captain Freedom is the coolest guy in the fucking world, so why wouldn't I cast the coolest person in the world? You know what I mean. Because in this universe, he would be. So, yeah, I'm not going to pick, like, villains because that's not what in this universe. he He's not a villain in this universe. Yeah, he's a Nazi, and he probably, you know, does some reprehensible shit, but he's not a bad guy in his universe. So that's why I'm trying not to. I mean, Michael Rooker is the only one that's out and out the villain actor that I'm picking. So I'm trying to pick the coolest cats. So we're done with Captain Freedom. On to Amber. Who do you have? All right. So Amber Mendez was played by Maria Conchita Alonso, who really just didn't do much. Um, mm-hmm. She was just there for, for looks and her big hair and say, hey, get your hands off of me. That's just, you know, she's great at doing that stuff. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, but I want to, like I said earlier, so I'm combining basically Ben Richards' two buddies into Amber. So she's one of the, so she's a chick that can do everything. You know, she's, she's going to be tough. She's going to be good looking. She's going to be a uh, smart uh, she's going to be the one that can kind of hold her own, own. She don't need Ben Richards to save her. You know, that's what, you know, the, the Amber in this movie is just like, she's just constantly like running around like a, like a final girl with a slasher coming after her and, but needing somebody to save her every time she's not the fighter and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden she is at the end, but I would need somebody who can pull off both or all of that. Um, and so I, I went with one of my favorite actresses that could easily do that. And she's done it uh, plenty of times before. And that is uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Hopefully you guys know who she is. She's been in a lot of great stuff. Scott Pilgrim uh, versus the world. And, you know, she just was in uh, Gemini man, which was not good, but she was, she was enjoyable in that. And then uh, she was in, I liked her, you know, I didn't care for birds of prey that much, but I did enjoy kind of the how she was in that movie <laughs> so she, she can be a tough chick and she can do the action and all that but she can also uh, play where she seems like she's the smart smartest person in the room or you know like and not like smart like you know the book smart but like street smart type of person that knows how to hack a computer at the same time somehow um so yeah that's my pick mary elizabeth winstead no she's cute and capable which is a very rare trait because usually it's the James Cameron effect of when you're casting a tough person, 
that you're trying to cast a man with tits, basically. That's that. That's what James Cameron does. He doesn't cast women. He casts men with tits, really. He's like, oh, in order for Linda Hamilton to get be a credible action star, she's got to get ripped. You know what I mean? Mary Elizabeth Winstead's not ripped in Birds of Prey. She's not ripped in Scott Pilgrim yeah. or The Thing. She's still a woman. But you, you, at no point in those movies do you go, oh, she can't take care of herself. She's a woman. No, she's taking care of shit. She's holding it down. We just, to date this episode, they just cut, what is her name? Luna Bunny, Lola Bunny from Space Jam. They they cut her from like a, a, a double D titties to like A cup titties because apparently having titties makes you less sporty like i don't i don't understand their their rationale because apparently titties can't can't objectify the cartoon i mean but she has tits like it doesn't you wouldn't have matter. jessica rabbit nowadays uh, it's like i don't get it like you can still be a woman and still be a badass yes. you don't have to cast michelle rodriguez and mila jovovich and the 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 ones that are basically just men you know what i mean no i'm and it's i'm not saying anything <laughs> okay <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying anything. You know what I mean? Like they're they're not characters. Like you can recast. I mean, basically in the first Alien movie, you can recast Ripley as a man because it was written for a man. There is nothing definingly female about that character at all. She was playing a man. In the second one, she is 100% a woman. She has the characteristics of a woman, and she's that's why she got an Oscar. Do you not remember her stripping down to her underwear at the end of Alien? Uh, I remember all of them doing that, and uh, (laughs) you know, I remember John Hurt being more naked. I'm just saying, um, I'm not. I'm not insulting Michelle Rodriguez or Mila Jovovich. That's not what I'm. No, they're like the. They're like. No, I get what you're saying. I get. They're like the female equivalent of your average uh, action star. I'm saying that if you recast recast Michelle Rodriguez in a movie, except for Widows, with a man in the role, it would be no different. And it has nothing to do with her talent or Mila Jovovich's, but they're writing men and they're casting women. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you cast Mary Elizabeth Winstead and you write her properly, unlike in the original Running Man, because it, it... it's not Maria Conchita Alonso's fucking fault that the role is underwritten. Right. It's, I mean, she can do shit if you give her fucking shit to do. But if you write the role properly, yes, Mary Elizabeth Winsett would be a perfect choice. So that's yeah. what I'm saying is she is always a woman and always tough and capable and smart and sexy and all of those things. And you yeah. don't have to dumb it down and you don't have to, you know, make her hit the gym for 17 hours a day to make her you know what i mean to, to sell right. and and but she also doesn't come off as and i think uh, you know uh i you know we may be digging ourselves a hole a little bit here but she doesn't come off as like the the i'm the strong independent woman that is you know also not vulnerable you know like i'm invulnerable and all that stuff you know it's like she has she has all the and that's the thing even some of the greatest male characters like the ones that were like John Wick, like we kind of, we, you know, just because he's kind of fresh on what we've been talking about. John Wick, the reason why he's so great is because he's so vulnerable. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's it's not because he's just some strong dude that just is rip. He's not just some robot that's going ripping through. And that's where Mary Elizabeth and a lot of the great female strong characters. And we've talked about this before. The great strong char- female characters aren't just the stock characters that have no vulnerabilities. They still have to have that Ripley. I get what you're saying about Ripley, but she still, there is a vulnerability there. There's still, she's still thinking and acting like a real person, not just like this. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I have to be a strong independent woman that does this and, and doesn't have any flaws or this or that, just like the, my male counterparts. And that's not how this game works. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead does that in every role she's ever done on both sides of the coin, which is great. And that's why I, I love her. And that's why I picked her. No, she's fantastic. And I love, I, I watched the thing prequel for her and I don't regret it because I think she's amazing. So, all right. So who's your Amber? Originally, I was just going to cut this character out, but I don't think that's, I feel like that might be breaking the rules a little bit. Because I mean, these are the characters that we have to recast. So I'm so I had to reconfigure my script a little bit. So instead of because it was just going to be the main character, the Ben Richards, but I was like, oh, who else would they? Uh, you know, who, I mean, if it's going to be an Amber, I mean, it would make sense if it was Hispanic, but it would make more sense if they got like a Jew, a female Jew. So I was looking. So I was like, all right, and then that would make more sense if she was. Like you combine the characters, I'm also going to combine the characters. My Amber is going to be the, the head of the resistance, so I'm actually giving her something to do, like, like your Amber, because it would make sense if the a Jewish underground, because you know that's history, baby. So I'm going with my Amber, which I would probably have to change her name because I don't think Amber is a Jewish name, but it doesn't matter. None of this matters. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I'm not going Hispanic. Neither are you. I'm going with Lizzie Kaplan, which I'm a huge fucking fan of. Yes, she is. You know, the most famous thing is Cloverfield. But if you haven't watched Masters of Sex, you're missing out. I think she's fantastic in that. She's basically amazing in everything she's done. But I would point to mostly Masters of Sex and the last season of Castle Rock which she had the impossible task of somehow doing Annie Wilkes after Kathy Bates. And she really fucking nails it. She's really good. That season is, I'm kind of disappointed that they canceled the show. Cause I'm like, now you're getting interesting. <laughs> the first one was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. This one. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, now you're actually doing something that's holding my attention. If you just, start doing weird shit with the Stephen King universe, you got my attention. And if you start recasting actors in these different roles like this, yeah, I didn't think anyone could top Kathy Bates. And while she doesn't, she to me reminds me of like Maz Mickelson in Hannibal, where it's like, how the fuck can you possibly top Anthony Hopkins? And it's by not topping Anthony Hopkins. You go the another way. You find another in, and that's what she does. She's the same, and she's a big woman, so you buy that. You you buy. I'm just just watch Castle Rock season two. If you don't, if you're not sold out of the first episode, I, we're watching two different shit. 
Like, I think she's fantastic. She's mostly doing TV shows, which used to be back in the day, like a stigma attached to that. Like, oh, what's she been doing? Oh, she got stuck in the TV route. Uh, That's not really a rut anymore because everyone does TV. So that doesn't mean anything. Like, careers back in the day, like George Reeves, when he was Superman on the TV show, his career was basically dead. When Clint Eastwood on his Gunsmoke, I'm not, I I don't think it was Bonanza. Clint Clint Eastwood, I think, was on Gunsmoke. And it took him a while to, he had to leave the country to get a career. That's why he made Spaghetti Westerns because no one was casting him. Because there was a stigma attached to TV actors because the thought was, the mentality was, why would I pay to see you on the screen if I could see you on my screen, my small screen for free? And so, yeah, although she's doing a lot of TV work, I don't think that's anything to do with her, again, her talents or anything. It's just a lot of good TV shows are being made right now, and she she just happens to be in a lot of them. So I want strong, independent woman, like you said, but Jew. <laughs> she has to be Jewish, which is very important because the rest of these can be whatever the fuck. But I wanted to... And so I actually had to Google Jewish women because I don't know any Jewish actresses. And then I looked at them like, oh my God, I know all of them. I just didn't know that they were Jewish. Um, some of them were surprising. I didn't know Jake Gyllenhaal was Jewish. Is that right? Is I, Googled, I, so. I Googled Jewish actors and he popped up. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Mazel tov. <laughs> <laughs> Shalom. Um, I think, yeah, I just think Lizzie Kaplan is aces in my book, so... No, I love Lizzie Kaplan. She, um, I, I, all the ones that you said, yeah, they're great. But I, my favorite is her is Janice Ian from Mean Girls. Like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Like I, I mean, she was on. Like I love Smallville. She was on Smallville for an episode, and that's where I was like, oh, I or a couple episodes. And I was like, oh, I kind of like this girl, and so I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna keep. And then, and then Mean Girls happened, and then she was on True Blood, and and then you know, of course. Cloverfield and so it was like you know it's like yeah this is somebody I'm gonna any I'm gonna watch her career she never not delivers you know type of thing she's one of those where I feel like she should have a bigger career but like you said it's not like yeah you know like I you know I think people may know that name because it's kind of a unique name uh but it's not she's not one of those people that you think of right off the bat great masters of sex and all that yeah so yeah no that's and she can definitely pull she's a lot like uh mary elizabeth winstead they both can pull off those Uh, and i can definitely see like your character like she's like what probably the daughter of somebody that was in a concentration camp Mm. yeah type of thing you know what i mean whatever you want to yeah yeah, you know what i mean and that's why she's she's doing what she's doing uh, which would make sense. Uh, she would, she, I would actually kind of like flip it where she's not the lead, but she's the more capable of the two. Cause my Ben Richards isn't, I mean, it's the exact literal opposite of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Right. I want to see him like she, she would she's be like, him. she's saving him. It would be like the big trouble in little China thing yeah. where he, Jack Burton is the sidekick in his own movie. He barely gets anything done. Like he's incompetent to the nth degree. He can't get shit done. It's the little sidekick that he's really the hero of the fucking movie. So that's, that's this movie. My, my Amber, Amber. Yeah. My Amber would be basically the lead. And I also want to just quickly shout out party down. If people haven't seen this movie, I'm movie, the show, 
It only lasted one season. And we're talking about one season classics of TV, Party Down. It's one of the best shows you will ever watch. And you will be mad that there's not more. 20 episodes, it's one of the funniest fucking things ever. I, I, I can, we can have a whole podcast talking about each episode. And there's only 20 episodes. I love Party Down so much. I just was trying to pick roles that could sell her on her badassness. But yeah, she can do anything. She yeah, Mean Girls. She's amazing in that. She she can yeah, do comedy. Yeah. She can do anything. Lizzie Kaplan deserves a bigger career, but it seems like she's picking good roles over. She's not, doing her thing. Yeah, she's doing her thing. She's not going into the Marvel route, which I like. She's not getting sucked into the Star Wars shit. She's doing good roles, good shows. I mean, she's on a show now. Truth be told, I don't fuck that it is, but yeah. I mean, you do you, baby. You do you, Lizzie. Yeah. So. Keep doing it, but no, I like that pick. All right, this is my favorite pick of the one. I almost wanted to save it to the last just because mm-hmm. you know, but I, you know, I the Ben Richards character is the one that's going to be the selling point. But this one, um, so Damon Killian, we've already kind of talked about Richard Dawson and whatnot. So, but the great thing about Damon Killian in this and the way that Richard Dawson played it was he goes, there's the open, like basically the scene where you meet him where he's coming into the building and he's signing autographs almost. And it's like, he's, you know, kissing babies. Like you could have this whole thing. And, um, and he happens to run into the janitor or the janitor. He, yeah, he runs into the janitor who's doing his job mopping the floor. And the janitor is like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And all this. And, Damon Killian is like, oh, no, no, no problem. And is like, I think he asked about it, you know, how's the kid or the wife or whatever is like, whatever. And the walks away like nothing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's a, he's a great guy. You know, he's like any other CEO or whatever. That's just, oh, he's a really good guy. He knows all of his workers and all this stuff. And he gets in the elevator. He's like, I want that guy fired by the, you know, and it's like, that's when you're like, okay, there's something different here. Uh, this isn't this isn't Richard Dawson from Family Feud, so I need somebody that can do that. And okay, you go through. Well, do you want to just do Steve Harvey again or somebody like that? And it's like I could see Steve Harvey doing something like that, but I I wanted to go somebody a little bit deeper, somebody who's on that comeback trail, which you know. So his his name would be right there next to my Ben Richards as well, and that is the great Eddie Murphy. Mm. Mm-hmm. the i could see him absolutely because he would play you know he'd be out there you know he's got the charisma for when he's in front of the crowd that everybody would absolutely adore him kind of like you were talking about with john ham he's the guy that everybody absolutely loves and laughs with and all that uh at his jokes and w- whatnot and um, he's the type that every woman would probably let him, you know, give him the, the smooches and stuff like that. Like, I could see all of that and him like having this really great, you know, sarcastic back and forth with the crowd. And, but then when he's behind and he's been businessman, Damian Killian, and he kind of has to flip that switch to be just a complete jerk and uh, almost like he's like a stone cold, you know, killer, uh, but he's not doing any of the killing type of thing. Uh, and he's just constantly, you know, trying to maneuver things. He's almost kind of like, you know, like the, he's like Lex Luthor almost type of 
character, but behind the scenes, but when he's on camera, it smiles and it's big, you know, and everything. And I think Eddie Murphy would just eat that up and, um, and it would be like, you would love to hate him. It's one of those, like, you would love to hate this character. And I think Eddie Murphy would do that uh, easily in his sleep. He could knock this out. It's basically his role in dream girls. Like it's yeah, nothing but charisma and it's weaponized charisma. Like he knows how to turn it on, and then when it's off, he can be a, a rattlesnake. And I would love to see him be like a piece of shit. It's been so long since Eddie Murphy. I mean, yeah, he's amazing in Dolomite is my name, and it's one of my favorite roles of that year. And I'm mad that he didn't get an Oscar nom. But it's been a while since he's been like an actual had some edge. Had some raw. I want some raw Eddie Murphy. That's what I want. And he can bring that. Yeah, I just I, I think he would steal the show. I think he would steal this movie uh, from everybody on it, and he would come out looking like a million dollars, and that would be the talk. He'd be the talk of the town after this movie. So, absolutely, yeah. I'm. I can't top it. I knew who you were going to pick beforehand. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no one I can pick. So I just had to stay within my universe of who would be the best choice. And I needed that game show host sleaze that, again, it's hard to explain, but when I say who I'm picking, you're going to – because I also think he might be a game show host now because I feel like everyone's a game show host now. (laughs) There's so many game shows. But I do think he's an actual game show host now, and that's Alec Baldwin. He is – to me the absolute best scene stealer we have working today you put him in a room with any actor and he's going to steal the scene from him anyone departed he's in that movie for five minutes and he fucking steals every fucking scene and that is a movie that has 17 oscar winners or some shit in it like it's and he comes in and he fucking slays and he kills because even though we know in real life that Alec Baldwin is a piece of shit. You just can't not love him. We know this. It's not even like conjecture. We know this on tape. Him calling his little girl, his little daughter, a fucking pig. Like he's a piece of shit. Like he's a yeah, horrible I, was, I don't see how he's how he wasn't canceled forever after that. Because but. we love Alec Baldwin. I mean, he didn't hit his daughter. If he did, that would have been too much. But, I mean, because we love Alec Baldwin so much. After that, after he did that, he went on to be on the show for like 10 years. Like, we love him so fucking much. And that's what he has. Like Eddie Murphy, he can weaponize charm to a degree that it's like Eddie Murphy never did that shit. Yeah, he just keeps popping out kids, but he never called any of them a fucking pig as far as I know. (laughs) Like... Alec Baldwin can do that shit in his fucking career as Teflon. He's the only actor. He's the only celebrity that is still standing by Woody Allen's side and no one has no one is trying to cancel him. Everyone else is coming out the woodworks like, oh, yeah. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't yeah. have worked with Woody Allen. Well, we have selective cancellation. Yeah, Alec Baldwin's I'm not, getting, like, I'm not getting down that road. Alec Baldwin's like, nope, don't give a shit. I love Woody Allen. And no one can't cancel him because we love Alec Baldwin. So he would be the perfect Killian because, yeah, I can see Alec Baldwin just being that fucking duplicitous snake, but 
him kissing the grannies. You know, yep. he's he's in the fucking audience. He's shaking oh, yeah, hands. I can see that easily. Oh, they love him. They love him so much. So that's my killing. I can't top Eddie Murphy, but Eddie Murphy also. And I mean, Eddie Murphy definitely would not work in this. But all of this actually came from my original pick for Killian, and that was Oprah. I was like, I wanted Oprah because I really liked the idea because she was almost going to be in Suicide Squad. They were considering her for Amanda Waller, the Viola, the Viola Davis role. I thought that was really interesting because I wow. do think Oprah can act. I think she's really good in Beloved and Color Purple. I'm like, I can see her. I, I would love to see her try to be like a badass. But the, and then I was thinking about that, and then my, I was like, "Ooh, I really like that idea." And then it just kept like evolving to the point where now it is what it is, and I'm like, "Oprah wouldn't make fucking sense at all because you can't have a black host of a Nazi." No, that wouldn't make any sense at all. So it's I mean, funny. You could in a Nazi-run 1970s, <laughs> I'm gonna say no. You can't tell me that there's not there wouldn't be some that would join that that it's nobody there's no other race on the face of the planet that would join that um after 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 30 40 years of that eventually mm, there's not gonna be a clayton bigsby out there (laughs) not on tv (laughs) i mean yeah maybe they would allow certain i I think it would probably be like prison politics like because the a lot of the skinheads and shit they still i mean like in american history x you see that they still work with the blacks to a degree, I mean, they have yeah. to, they have to work with them. So yeah, I think they would still. And they wouldn't do it, like they would do it as some kind of PR stunt of like, hey, look, we're bridging relations. No, you know? no, <laughs> because why? <laughs> they don't have to. They're all Nazis. <laughs> so no, it at worst it would be a, a Alec Baldwin in blackface, which <laughs> could possibly be a thing, but could be a thing that would be too a I'm little sure it has too been much. Before. I mean, if Spike Lee was direct, well, Bruce Riley could do it, and he doesn't give a shit. Spike Lee made fucking Bedaz no, uh, uh, bamboozled, which was all about a network trying to bring back blackface. So, I mean, and that was in the early 2000s. So, I mean, I could kind of maybe see Alec Baldwin. And I also can see Alec Baldwin in real life doing this. Like, he would get it. I think he would get it. Like, if you say, oh, yeah. hey, I need you to do blackface in this movie, he'd be like, I get what you're doing. So I'm I'm not saying blackface. I'm not, that's not I, what I, the character I, is. I, I feel you. We're already canceled, so you can say whatever you want. <laughs> We're, we've got, we've lost all of our listeners. I know. I know. And uh, my <laughs> no, Ben Richards isn't going to bring it back. I do yeah, like Ben. He's... <laughs> it's not like I so... got Arnold Schwarzenegger back. It's, I'm bringing uh, him back out of retirement. I'm like, no. Carrie comes. All right. So, uh, so now we're down to the big gun, Ben Richards. So it's okay. It was of course played by uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and uh, so it's do I keep going? So I've got all I've got all this basically this power. So I need somebody that can fight this. So do I go? I thought about going more of like do I go the John Wick kind of smaller, you know, action star type of guy that we're kind of getting you know, here lately, or, you know, the Bruce Willis, you know, the guy that you really don't see, you know, mowing through 20 or whatever people or five massive guys or, you know, actual killers, or do I go somebody like Arnold Schwarzenegger um, that's got the size and, you know, and whatnot. So I went with size, but I think he's not, uh, I, he's a bit, he's, he's a jack dude. 
but uh, I I think he can also kind of do you know more like a be like a fighter as a far as as opposed to just he's going to out muscle every single person because some of these he's not going to be able to out muscle he's going to have to out maneuver and out think and so I went with uh, Superman I went with Henry Cavill mm. he's got the look I think he's He's not the greatest actor, but he can do some acting. You know, even though Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't, you know, the all-American boy, but he, this is kind of, you know, this is kind of that thing where if he's got the scruffy beard or something like he does in Man of Steel, that he can kind of look like a, a loner-type like type loser type of guy that people would hate. And, of course, the whole backstory is, is you know, what they're, you know, they're accusing him of a crime he didn't commit and all that stuff. So people are going to hate him automatically. And the fact that he's on the show, they're going to hate him. So he's because he's a criminal. But I could see him going toe to toe with all these. I can see him getting his butt whipped by Wesley Snipes. I can, you know what I mean? And, um, but then having to try and, you know, outmaneuver him because he can't, you know, I'm big. This, I finally go up against a guy that I'm bigger than, but Wesley Snipes is just, he's just roundhouse my ass left and right. So yeah. So Henry Cavill, you know, uh, is uh, just, that I, I and I think he's he's got a good enough name that he would sell this type of movie. That would be my and I could I would like to see what he could you know him and you know Eddie Murphy kind of going face to face. I think that he's got enough there to be able to do to stand his own with Eddie, but Eddie would still just like I mean and Dawson, you know the only reason why Arnold Schwarzenegger was ever, you know even able to kind of stand on his on two feet with Richard Dawson is because he was Arnold Schwarzenegger at the time. It wasn't because of his acting chops or anything. It was just because of his movie star status. But and I don't think Eddie Murphy would o- overshine him too much. Um, oh yeah, he would. Not not to the point where he's just you know Cavill's just going to disappear. Like I don't think that. But yeah, no Cavill would just have to come in with that a shirt on and then right. And, That's and his then, You know, and then he have to have to load his arms. Yeah, no, it's just. <laughs> start rubbing dirt or oil and then the ladies are like oh now i'm interested in this yeah, fucking oh, stupid movie oh. ladies love henry cappell they yeah. love him yeah love so him. i've got i'm making money baby a hand over fist I'm, I'm making money i'm surprised you didn't put jason momo in this you get the two things that ladies love you get the men you get the ladies you got everyone you got every demographic and you got the gays because gays love Henry Cavill too. Yeah, see, I was just I, I, I get everybody is coming to see my movie. Everyone, everyone, twice, everyone. As long as he takes his shirt off, well, well he's definitely going to be taking his shirt off. <laughs> I don't How like. Can the way you not have a have a movie without him? I don't like shirt. the way you said that. Oh yeah, he's oh he's taking his shirt off. Oh baby, oh baby. No, I went the yeah the opposite of Ben um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I went. I want to see like a normal guy in this situation. Arnold Schwarzenegger is literally the exact opposite of the normal guy. He is bigger than all of the fucking stalkers. It's ridiculous. I went with Donald Glover. I think he is, is I I don't even put him in the A-list category because even when he becomes A-list, it's like, yeah, no shit. It's, he's a triple threat beyond. He can act, he can sing, he can, he can do anything. He can literally do anything, in my opinion. I think he's amazing in Atlanta. This is America is basically why I'm picking him, because that's what this movie would be, but like 90 minutes. It's one of my favorite pieces of art of the the last decade. I picked it as my favorite movie of 2018, and it's four minutes long. I think Donald Glover is... I think he's he can be vulnerable. If you need him to be vulnerable, he can be cool when he's cool because i think he's the best thing of solo i think he's 
the nerd like he's already out of the shadow of community in my opinion because a lot of people just see him as his role in community and that's fine but he's already shown that he's far more than that. If you haven't yeah. seen Atlanta and you've only seen Community, then yeah, he would be Community guy to you. But Atlanta, Atlanta proves that he's like, yeah, no, that's not me. That's not. I'm far more than that. And he was gonna be Deadpool in a cartoon, and I'm really mad that that didn't happen. FX canceled that. I was really looking forward to that. I, he's in Martian for two minutes, and like his energy like sucked me in uh, like there's so many actors in that movie and for some reason i still remember that he's in it because he's like going crazy about the rockets and the science and he's like oh i, f- I think i figured it out like i just there's something about him that he's maybe 90 pounds wet like there's he's scrawny as shit i don't want him to get bigger like i i like right yeah he no. is. i like his little dad bod i like it and i want to see him like because my action movie, yeah, it's satire, it's fun, it's comedy, but what would this actually be like if he had to kill people? And he's not going to immediately turn into an action star. Like, what would that be like if he killed a guy? And he's got to deal with that. But now he doesn't have time to, like, think about it because he's got to kill another guy. And he, he has to team up with Lizzie Kaplan. So I want him, I, I think it would be interesting to watch the evolution of just the guy who has to become a badass in order to survive. Ben, the Arnold Schwarzenegger is already a badass. So there is really no hero's journey. There's no stakes because, you know, I mean, this one could die. Lizzie Kaplan is so capable in this movie. I could kill off my main character and it could still work. Yeah. I mean, the the the, the themes are, could still work because... I have at least one action badass that could take on these people. So I always want you to go, oh, maybe he could die. Like right. it's like kind of like Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where he, yeah, he's badass and shit. But when he goes to Spawn Ranch, when he does in that movie, you get a, like a pit in your stomach because, yeah, you know, in the back of your, your mind, Brad Pitt's a badass. But narratively speaking, he could die and it would make sense for him to die. He's not the lead of this movie. Yeah. So literally anything could happen to him. And it kind of would make sense if he died. And it could make sense at any point if Ben Richards died in this. Because Donald Glover doesn't know how to do shit. He can't, he can't, and the, the character in this can't shoot a yeah. gun. He doesn't know how to fucking do anything. He's, he's not a karate man. He's just a normal fucking dude that has to like break a, find a broken beer bottle and like slit a guy's throat. He doesn't want to do that shit, but he has to. And that's, that's the one thing that's missing in all of these Death Wish re- remakes, ripoffs, or whatever, is they cast like a badass. Like Bruce Willis in Death Wish is boring to me. Like he's already a badass, so it's there's no arc to it. I know what John McClane can do. You cast Steve Carell in that role, now you have something. Now I'm like, oh, what would a normal guy do under these circumstances? Right. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, it's yeah. if you're going with a more action-heavy route, of course, you go Henry Cavill, you go Jason Momoa, yeah. you go De- Batista, any of the big guys. And there's, you know, they can do it. They can do that. But in this, it wouldn't make sense if I get Nonzo Alonzi to do, you know, because he's six foot six. He's going to kill everyone immediately. <laughs> and that's right. kind of the problem with the original. It's like the stalker he is the stalker that's why killing is like i i will make you a stalker <laughs> like please 
Yeah. <laughs> and I truly, I actually believe him when he says that. I don't think he's going to kill him. I do think yeah. he's like, no, I want you as a stalker. I will give you everything. Oh, yeah, because he made hey, how much money that would that would make and ratings would go through the roof and all that stuff. Yeah, no, that's no, that's good. And that's why I want, like, if I'm going to go with a Henry Cavill, then it means I got to get guys that are even bigger. Like, yeah, like you said, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's bigger. Th- even though those stalkers are big there, they're he's still bigger than them. Like my guys, he's like Henry Cavill's not bigger than any of these guys other than Wesley Snipes. And he almost probably, probably, well, I don't know about Wesley Snipes now, but it's a close to that size. You know what I mean? But Arnold Schwarzenegger is probably just, just as big, if not a little bit bigger, even at, you know, 87 years old, he's still, you know, as, as big as Henry Cavill is. So, uh, but no, like, um, yeah, the movie that popped in my mind while you were kind of talking about that, like with the death wish, and all that is uh, Blue Ruin. You know that movie, mm-hmm. uh, J- uh, Jeremy Saunders, uh making uh, Blair in that is it's kind of like that. It's like a Death Wish type, John Wick type of movie. But this guy has no training. It's almost like a comedy, like a dark comedy, because he's out set out for revenge, but he doesn't know how to hold a gun. He doesn't know how to load it. You know all that. He doesn't know any how to fight all this kind of stuff. He just bumbles his way through this revenge story. And you're just like, this dude should be dead. Like if he should be dead. And so, yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, that's, I, I like that. It's, it's intriguing. Uh, Cause you're just not, you're not going like, Oh, this guy's going to absolutely win because he's this, you know, he's Superman, you know, I, I, and I love Donald Glover. I, he's one of the, he's one of those guys that feels like, why isn't he bigger? Like, I, I, I think a lot of people like him, uh, you know, and stuff, of course, but why isn't he, why isn't he a movie star yet? Yeah. I, Atlanta. I cannot, I cannot talk enough about how much I love Atlanta. Go ahead and watch Atlanta it is so great. It is so smart, so, great. so smart and um, intelligent. I think Donald Glover is beyond the A-list to me. Because he's not interested in being a movie star. He's interested yeah. in doing his own fucking thing. Right. Like, I mean, that's, yeah. Like, I mean, like, why isn't he, like, why isn't he starring in Get Outs and mm-hmm. Sorry to Bother You, Ty, you know, like, why isn't he starring in these movies? You know, like, I'm I'm not, I don't want to take away from Lanky Lank, or any of those guys. Those guys are just as good. Uh, but why isn't he in a Jordan Peele horror movie yet or something yet? that's it on that level of movies like yeah, i mean no he's lando carizian or whatnot but it's like i you know i want you know he's in the martian but like you said he's only in there for a few minutes why isn't he you know a star in that in that regard is what i'm saying i don't i'm not saying yeah let's let, he, he should be leonardo dicaprio star but he he should be a, a in movies constantly in, in my mind on on that new level that we're kind of getting I think he signed up to do a Mr. and Mrs. Smith TV show. Yeah, I was just looking at that. Which, uh, yeah, I'm not looking at his IMDb. I don't know if he was producing that. I don't know if he was starring in it or not. And him yeah. being in it with Bridge, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridges, is that yeah. her name? Fleabag. That's interesting. That's like an interesting choice. I wouldn't have saw that, but I like Fle- I, well, I liked what I saw, Fleabag. So I'm like, that's... That's as far away from getting the two hottest people. No offense to this actor. I'm like, you you, you made that movie to capitalize on the fact that they were hot. That's the only reason you made oh, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Back in the day, this yeah. is, makes me more interested because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Yeah. If you get Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridges, I'm like, that's, I don't know what the fuck this is. And again, it has nothing to do with their looks. I think they're both attractive people. It's just, 
but they're different attract. They're not. Yeah, they're not. Who I don't even remember who started that damn movie. Was it Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie? Angelina Jolie, yeah. So they're not those people. You no, know, no one is. With, they are the hottest, literally the the hottest two people on planet Earth. The only yeah, way you can make that movie yeah. hotter at that yeah. time is to put two Brad Pitts in it. Yeah. No, we're not doing this. No. I don't know about Jolie, but eh. she's. Okay. I, I'm, I'll send you some pictures of my. I've seen plenty. I there's. Uh, uh. Give me an excuse just to Google her naked, please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now she's too skinny, and now she's you know. No, but, no, I've just I've never liked her. You, uh, but, but you also have bad eyes. That's what it is. Huh? I don't have bad eyes. I don't you have bad eyes. Bad. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I I like I like that pick. I like I like your I like your take on it. I I could definitely say it would be that would be who is making that movie though? Who's making your movie? Eight twenty four. What? A twenty four, maybe. I mean, they're the and only ones. They would sell it as some type of you know sci fi horror movie. <laughs> and not. I mean, that. you all you really need is the name. Well, I mean, because who I, made yeah. who made fucking sorry to bother you? That's the most uncommercial movie you could possibly make, and they didn't have any name attached to it. And that thing got made. At least this one has somewhat actors in it. You know, people love Riverdale. So, I mean, yeah, it's wild, but it's no more wild than sorry to bother you. And if all you know about the movie, again, is the trailer where he has to put on a fake white man voice. Trust me when I say that shit gets bonkers. Yeah, it's a lot more to it. <laughs> yeah, it gets fucking bonkers. And that shit got made. And I, I doubt it was a hit, but, you know, someone greenlit that. Someone read that script and was like, I will give you money. Here's a check. Here's a bag of, here's a bag of cash with a dollar sign on it. Go make no. your wild movie. So yeah, that's good picks. All right, you ready to do our rundown? Absolutely. All right. So my uh, director was Chad Stileski, Sub Zero, Winston James Francis, Buzzsaw, Braun Strowman, Dynamo, Nonzo, and Nosy, Fireball, Wesley Snipes, Captain Freedom, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Amber Mendez, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Damon Killian, Eddie Murphy, and Ben Richards. Henry Cavill. And for me, my director is Boots Riley. My sub-zero is Jai Courtney. Buzzsaw is Michael Rooker. Dynamo is Seth MacFarlane. Fireball, a.k.a. Captain Freedom Jr., is K.J. Appa. Captain Freedom is John Hamm. Damien Killian, or Damon Killian, rather, sorry, Alec Baldwin. Amber is Lizzie Kaplan. And my Ben Richards is Donald Glover. All right, trash heads, that's our cast. Remember to check us out on ScreenAgeWasteland.com. Follow us on Instagram at Total Recast. Let us know what you think of our picks and who you would like to see in some of these roles. If you want to support the show for as little as three bucks a month, join the Cult of Trash over at Patreon.com/backslash Cult of Trash. Catch us next time on Total Recast. <laughs> <laughs>